Season 9, Episode 66, A Season on Mental Health and Embodiment. Hi friends, it's Ro Hattie. I am recording on Treaty 7 Territory in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This is Part 2 of a two-part interview with Frances Elizabeth Moore. In Part 1, we spoke about honoring trauma, grief, and resiliency while getting to know Frances Elizabeth Moore. In this conversation, we pick up where we left off. Once again, thank you, friends, for being here. If you haven't already, sign up for my newsletter. It comes via email, usually weekly, depending how I'm feeling that week. There are all sorts of interesting links that I share, but also my thoughts on deconstructing and decolonizing Christianity. If you haven't, pick up my book. It's celebrated one year when we belong. Although next season will be a season of authors and their new books, this season is one on mental health and embodiment, and I trust you have pulled some aspects that have made you go, hmm, hmm, and sent you down a road onto a path of finding wholeness and liberation in your own world, place, and space. This conversation in episode 66 picks up, and I will start off the conversation by going back a couple of minutes to the end of last episode so you will have some context. But things start to get very interesting, especially when we have conversations on this podcast around decolonizing Christianity, uh, decolonizing Western thought and culture. This is what happens in part two. So in this sense, it is a gift for all of us to capture ideas and understandings and ways of being that are different than what we are used to and ones that set us on a potential path unto life, liberation, and wholeness. So listen in as we recap and then roll into part two with Frances Elizabeth Moore. name something here because this is this is good that individual is not whole unto themselves you have to hold your own individual wholeness or embodiment but what i'm hearing here is and it's so like counter to what we often hear around mental health embodiment (laughs) as i scroll through my instagram feed on instagram mental health it's not about how I can fix myself. That will only take me so far. Rather, you are calling to an embodiment that is interdependent with all things, not just a self. It's a wholeness that is connected and required and relies on its interconnectedness to all things around, not just people, but the land and the things in the land, the water, the mountains, the rocks, all of those things. And you cannot be embodied fully if you are disembodied from the whole picture from the land, from the water, from the mountains, from the rocks. That embodiment escapes you if you're missing this piece. Am I tracking? Am I tracking? Yeah. Like indigenous knowledge tells us that individual balance is 
intricately bound to interconnection with one's mm-hmm. immediate family, extended family, one's community, and one's relationship with the world at, at large, both natural and, and spiritual. You know, healing at the individual level is important, but healing mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. family and community level mm-hmm. Why is that so important? Well, yeah, it goes yeah. beyond any one individual. How are you yeah, supposed to maintain, yeah. um, you know, your health if your environment is, mm-hmm. your embodiment, you know, contributing, yeah, yeah, is is yeah. contributing negatively to that. Mm. You know, if if families and communities are on a really strong path of healing, it's going to influence. Mm individual person within the community from newborns to elders you know healing needs to go beyond like the common stress that we experience um in contemporary life due to colonization you know intensive practices of spiritually based holistic and transforming those healing modalities um Hmm. and and really look at that community you know It's recognizing that healing within the individual, the family, and the community is dynamic and integrative. Like, it's multiple parts. Um, I I recognize that it's definitely a wee bit of a a different approach. Um, The First Nations Health Authority of BC has this really cool um, visual that as a human, like it, it's circle, um, and it has the human being at the center, and then it has emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, in like a circle around that, a circle around that. It's like wisdom, respect, relationship, responsibility around that, family, land, nations, community around that, environmental, societal, economic, and cultural. And it's definitely a shift <laughs> mm-hmm. away from how how Western culture looks at things. It is. It, it is a shift. It's different, but it is a pathway unto wholeness. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Western thought is catching up to this. And, and like, they've barely started. And let's keep it square into mental health, embodiment, that, that type of thinking. They're catching up to what is even deeper uh, in the pursuit of of wholeness and becoming fully embodied. Like, yeah. Um, and then, and then, as I was hearing, not only this holistic and wide array of what embodiment entails, but it also transcends time. Mm-hmm. So an embodiment that pulls into the past, present, future seven generations at the same time, like all mm-hmm. in this moment, yet also simultaneously past, present, future, holding those things in the pursuit of embodiment and wholeness. And all of that is ingrained into our teachings. <laughs> this is this is you know we grow up um yeah, yeah. For, for for folks who have you know i'm not going to say everyone because i know that that's false um you know as as indigenous folks we have been displaced we have been adopted out we don't always have access mm. but 
you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of uh, nations and communities. These are these are what we are taught from the time that we're little. You know, I, I think about um, <laughs> I think about my son, um, and mm. I think he was in grade one or two, um, where I happened to be called in <laughs> and talk to his teacher because she was concerned that he kept referencing his grandchildren and she didn't, she didn't comprehend. Hmm. And it's because, you know, (laughs) from the time he was little, um, and maybe this is something that also we need to talk about. um, Children are included in these spaces. They are, they are Mm -hmm. privy to uh, Hmm. conversations and teachings and ceremonies um, you know, so he heard all of this, you know, he was never excluded. Kids pick up and, and understand in, in different, um, you know, age appropriate ways. And you have conversations to explain things to them in age appropriate ways. The seven generations teaching was something that was imparted to him. Um, so when he was saying, you know, he has to think about his grandchildren. It was throwing her off because that's not something that other yeah. seven-year-olds say. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that other seven-year-olds don't necessarily say it. It was different than what she was used to. And her comprehension wasn't there. I deeply value how we are pressing against even like progressive, I don't know if that's the right term, Western thought around embodiment and what healing and wholeness looks like with this expansive view. I want to go to the very top now and and something you mentioned around, I don't think you named it as this, but I'll, I'll name it as this, of... When it comes to mental health, uh, embodiment of, of healing from trauma, uh, of loss, we tend to, not tend to, uh, Western thought is designed to trust the voices with the letters behind their name. <laughs> and do you want to speak to that? Because after that, I, I want to capture what time we have left around your take on pathways, and I want to be careful with this, practices of embodied, towards embodied healing or embodiment, but not, and this is the tricky part, not so that listeners or for us where we can walk away and then try the one or two things and then we kind of made it, you know, to systematize and basically do the opposite of everything we're saying. Well, we found the solution. Here's the three steps, you know. But the preview, the glimpse of what some practices are unto deeper embodiment, unto healing and liberation and so forth. You know, I think it's important to say, like, everyone has their own healing journey. You know, trauma manifests differently in different people. Um, there's an immense amount of factors that shape an individual's experience as as an individual or as an indigenous individual. I think that's why, you know, I tend to position myself when I, when I talk and say, you know, uh, as an Anishinaabe Kwe, I also 
you know, while while part of an oppressed group, I also recognize that I I have some privilege in who I am that has afforded or protected me in 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 some ways by recognizing that folks are on a a, a spectrum of sport of sorts and have different experiences the approaches and pathways to healing is going to look different for everybody um just be, mm-hmm. you know manifest differently it's you know healing that is going to look different even within the same family you know i i think too and i can't remember gaber mate's like exact quote but like essentially he said two children who grew up in the same family essentially grew up in different families as well because their experiences as mm-hmm. a uh, a first child, middle child, um, baby of the group are going to be vastly different. Mm. Um, and you have to take that, you know, into consideration. I, I see in, in my particular family on, on, you know, both sides, I see a lot of similarities and where folks struggle. Um, and I see, uh, a lot of different approaches and, and how, uh, how we cope and how, how we heal we have to look at that, the disconnect part, you know, and that's happened through a number of policies and systems. For example, residential school system, you know, Indigenous children were removed from their families, communities, and cultures. Mm. They were told everything about who and and what they were was wrong in, in the eyes of God in this country. You know, it created a lot of mm. issues within our families and communities. Add mm. the other layers of, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, the reserve system, all of that needs to be kept in mind. And even with the closure of, you know, residential schools, you know, the last residential school closed in 1996, you know, it's, it's not, we like to position ourselves as being so far away from the issue, but, you know, in 1996, I was very much alive, you know? Mm. Um, So you're looking at one, maybe two generations that, um, that our people have been allowed to keep our children, you know, in the last however many years. And I say this loosely because Mm. while the residential school system has, is ended, you know, we also had day schools, but we, we now have the child welfare system Mm. and, you know, Mm. where poverty is the largest reason why children are removed from indigenous households. Still happening. And that, that ripple effect of how that impacts Mm you know, our, our communities and, and what we're only starting to really heal from, um, and recognizing, you know, the colonization, capitalism, systemic barriers, discrimination, and equity, shame, Mm. stigma, you know, uh, for a lot of folks, it all comes into play, you know, access, time, you know, the developmental approaches to, to, to trauma, um, and healing teach us that our behavior are often adaptations uh, to the conditions where we lacked access to adequate safety, dignity, and belonging. And my thought process and what's been integral and as, as I've grown uh, <laughs> is stepping into my Indigenous identity, stepping into cultural ceremony, uh, community, and and participating and by all means i mean i don't shun western medicine you know but you it doesn't have to be one or the other right you can Mm -hmm. create a balance that works for you for me i think it's going to be tailored 
to the person. Um, and ultimately, I, I think we all should have access um, yeah. to whatever it is that we need to, to yeah. access to be our best selves. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, like it requires a lot of work, though. Hmm. Hmm. Do you want to share? It's, too, it's such a broad question, so I'm not sure where to take it. And and maybe so. Maybe it's actually a rehashing of of wider principles. So when we think of somatic healing or pathways to become more embodied, that is a story unique to each person. Are there themes, however, that you use to guide others? to find their pathway unto wholeness? Yes. I think one of the things that I have tried to do is reduce barriers, you know, barriers to access. Mm -hmm. Um, I recognize that again, I, I, I'm in a beautiful space. Um, and we have such a rich urban indigenous community. We are, in close proximity to like six different first nations um you know three are half an hour outside of the city so that's afforded me a a lot of um a lot of access uh, um that perhaps others don't um don't get you know in in previous roles it's been addressing things like transportation you know, if you don't have the tra- if you don't have the money to get where you need to be, I'll give you bus tickets. You don't have a babysitter. That's fine. It's family friendly. We want to make sure that you can attend. You work during the day, but the event is at night. Are you going to have time to go home and make dinner? No, that's OK. Don't worry. We'll feed you. Thinking about those those pieces um, are, are super important. Recognizing that you're going to have to bring in um, a variety of different folks, I think, too, is is super important. We're not a monolith, you know, and recognizing that the Anishinaabe way may not resonate with someone largely because they, they're Haudenosaunee, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to, I think that's another misconception, you know, um, so many folks just kind of paint First Nations with one, mm-hmm. um, one brush yeah. and not realizing that we have diversity within our nations but also, like, you know, you take a look at Haudenosaunee folks, for example, several different languages just under that little um, umbrella. And they're similar but different, but they also do things a little bit differently in many ways. You know, and just, you know, mindful of regionality plays a difference too. You know, my, I mentioned my community is uh, Timiskaming First Nations. Um, northern so northern ontario you spit over the border it's in it's in just in quebec there um and teachings and and things that i have gotten from from folks uh, up that way and from family uh, do differ from what's been presented to me down here as well so i think making making that space and understanding too it's you know, folks are going to have different different practices, um, and things are going to resonate uh, differently. And you need to have a, a wide variety, and and be mindful, I guess, of who uh, who your audience is. Um, you know, engaging community was always um, something that I made sure that I partook in. 
and was like, well, what, like, you know, it's essentially like community surveys. What do you want? What, what is it that you want to see? Um, and then trying to make that happen for them. And, you know, same in working in working with uh, Indigenous youth. You know, when we worked with Be Matter, we, we often tailored, you know, our, our hope forums, um, like our programming to what do you want? What do you need? You know, and, and not assuming that we know what's best for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can connect you to all the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, they're going to be far more invested when it's it's something that they're uh, intrigued in, in pursuing and want to learn more about. So we tried to make sure that we were making those connections and, and building those spaces and, and making sure that they were safe spaces, I think, is the other piece, too. Um, and, and having, um, and having some of these conversations because that's, that's vital as well. You know, speaking to myself, you know, there's been different spaces over the years, uh, where I've accessed, uh, support. Now I'm in a space where, you know, I have a pretty good set routine of like, Hey, I'm feeling this kind of way. What do I need to do? Mm. Um, and Mm. you know, it's simple things. You know, sometimes it's simple things for me. It's, you know, taking my tobacco and finding a tree or a body of water and sitting by it and let it, you know, letting whatever it is out um, and, and, you know, laying that tobacco and, and giving prayer. Um, and that's uh, on my own. Uh, sometimes it's bigger. Sometimes it's things like a, uh, a woman's ceremony. Uh, you know, one of our elders here, uh, she she has held some really beautiful um, spaces that I've been a privilege to be a part of. Um, you know, I have a beautiful, beautiful ceremony sister um, who uh, knows me very deeply and, you know, kind of kicks my behind and is like, you're holding stuff in. I know it. And just kind of like gives me, you know, that that nudge and gives, you know, in, in some ways she kind of gives me permission. And then, you know, just being in community, you know, this the last couple of weeks mm. we've had, you know, powwows, you know, our music, our drums, our regalia, our people, our food, our laughter, you know, our our kinship, our our friends, you know, knowledge is important. Uh, relationships are important, you know, feeling good in my body is important. So moving, um, you know, I'm, I'm just essentially naming things that I named off the, the, the bat. It's like going back to yeah. recognizing that each of those address something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good final word of each of those addresses something, something different that we, the body needs and there are different things to offer inputs or healing or just to match what that need is. Thank you so much for the time that you have given, uh, the knowledge that you have shared. Were there any aspects that we missed that you wanted to fill in? Mm, I, I don't think so. I, I think anyone who, you know, is is starting kind of their healing journey, I wish them well. Right. It's it's not easy. Um, And I think maybe. Maybe what I would invite 
is more spaces where we have those conversations and name like how much it can hurt to do the healing. Um, you know, how much doing the work uh, can sometimes feel isolating. Um, mm. And, you know, sometimes that means that you're having to reevaluate workplaces, mm, relationships, you know, intimate relationships, family relationships, friend relationships. And I think the biggest one is always like, the role that we play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's something that a lot of folks don't get to is recognizing that we play a role in our own hurt as much as we play a role in our own healing. So don't, I mean, don't give up. <laughs> um, you can, you can pick up and, you know, uh, pick up and put it down as you need to, you know, there's no linear path. Um, and there's no prescribed path. Um, everyone's going to take a different route. Um, so perhaps those are my, my parting words today. Anything you want to give a shout out to, or any, um, topic you want to raise profile on and also where can folks find you if you want to be found? I am on most social media platforms. Um, Twitter, despite the fact that it's supposed to be dying, uh, is yeah. still uh, where I have quite a few discussions um, and where you know I share um, a lot of my thoughts openly. Um, and that would be at O-N-A-A-G-O-S-H-I-N. A-N-A-N-G. Um, the same goes for uh, Instagram, my name on uh, Facebook or or LinkedIn. You know, what would what I, what, what I love to bring awareness to? I mean, ideally, I, I'd love um, for folks to sit down and, and read the TRC. Mm. Um, I'd love them to read the, you know, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls and Two-Spirit Report. You know, the, these reports have been out um, for several years now, since 2015 and, and 2019. And, you know, we we keep kind of doing low-hanging fruit as it pertains to TRC recommendations. And we're not, um, you know, we, we pat ourselves on the back for a, a national day of recommendation, but we're not addressing the systemic issues that are continually harming you know, families around child welfare, drinking water, um, you know, health inequities. Uh, we had a huge, huge win yesterday um, with Cindy Blackstock and the work that the First Nations Caring Society has been doing in addressing um, the government um, as it pertains to the inequality that First Nations uh, children, uh, youth, and and families um, have experienced. You know, they have a, a, a wonderful uh, settlement um, that will mean a lot of good for a lot of people. You know, right now, what's happening in in Winnipeg? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have 
we have Indigenous women that we know um, that have been murdered and taken from uh, their families and disposed of in a in a landfill, um, and we aren't looking for them. And mm. that sets a terrifying precedence for me, mm. is we know that they're we know that they're there, but we refuse to look for them, which means they and and their families, you know, don't don't get to rest and have have that sense of peace and closure. Um, you know, whatever small fraction you're going to get, um, knowing that you know your your loved one has been has been murdered. We shouldn't have to advocate for the government to do the right thing. That is something that I I struggle with, but also recognizing that I don't necessarily know that they understand the implications of of what not searching does. Hmm. You know, we have um, we have a, a crisis. Um, you know, Indigenous women are targeted. This just gives folks a blueprint of what they can do and how to escape some uh, accountability, um, which if we're honest, you know, I already struggle with because the ju judicial system doesn't always give indigenous folks accountability when they're victims. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, do, do, do that research, do the reading, um, whatever, you know, I feel like reading the TRC and the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls, and Two-Spirit Report is always a great start because it gives you an overview and then the things that you're interested in from there that are like peaking you, you know, professionally or personally, you know, there's other resources, um, but it, it gives a, a good understanding of, of what it is that we face as Indigenous peoples um, historically and, and current day to day. And Chief Miigwech for having me. <laughs> <laughs>